Vilna was called the Jerusalem of uh, Lithuania, and it was a big center of Jewish life. It was a very progressive town. It was education going on a lot. In pre-war, Vilna, about one-third out of the population, was Jewish. And most of them were in the center of the city, although they were scattered all over. To me, the language was Yiddish. Signs, stores, conversation, friends. Yiddish was the language. You're listening to Remembering Vilna, the Jerusalem of Lithuania. I'm Eleanor Risa. Chapter 1, Childhood Memories. The whole town was geared to Jewishness. Academies, Hebrew schools, uh, universities, theaters, libraries. They had synagogues every Second Street were synagogues. They had a synagogue from uh, shoemakers. They had a synagogues from uh, uh, carpenters. They had a synagogues from uh, all kinds of professions. A Shabbat in a Vilna synagogue is like a concert. The choir is on such a level, and the cantor, the great cantors, it was like sitting at a concert. Every young child belonged to an organization. As soon as you went to school, every youth belonged to something. There was quite a few high schools in Hebrew and two Jewish high schools with Yiddish as their main language. It was really like a, um, an oasis, a cultural enclave in all of Europe. For centuries, Vilna was a thriving center of Jewish culture, politics, and religion. Jews from all walks of life flourished in the city. In the years leading up to World War II, Vilna was part of Poland. In this episode, you'll hear about diverse Jewish backgrounds, childhood memories, and the rise of anti-Semitism in the 1930s. We begin with four people who spent their childhoods in Vilna. I'm Heni Dormashkin Gurko. I was born in Vilna into a very musical family. My uh, father was a conductor, uh, musician, cantor. He was conducting the choir in the Vilna temple. He was conducting orchestras in schools all over town. We lived on the Ulitsa Sheptitskiego. We lived in an old house. The street had like a, a lot of maple trees. 
It was quiet. I uh, lived with my family on the third floor. My house was always full of music. Always sounds of music poured out of the windows into the streets, whether it was piano or singing or any instruments. Either my father had a lesson or he had a cantor come in and do some rehearsing. It was always music. On the Shabbat, a lot of times we used to go to temple with my father. Of course, he was conducting the choir, and my mother was sitting in the, in the Ezrat Nashim, and I was sitting with her, with the women. My mother was a great cook. She filled the fish, chopped liver, chicken soup, and also every time she baked a cake. I remember going to school every day. I remember the winters were so freezing. My father used to walk me as a little child so that I won't get frostbite on my hands and watch that I have my gloves on. And while we walked in this bitter cold, he used to sing to me or say little poems and make, make it more interesting because it was quite a walk. It was not a long walk to the Zakrati woods, this great, beautiful, river, the Vilia was there, and a lot of people used to swim there. On Sundays there was an orchestra playing, there were all kinds of rides for children. We had a lot of fun at home. They used to sit around and tell me to perform. So I did either comedy, <laughs> I was what, seven, eight? All through the years they used to do it. And, I, and my brother used to you know, accompany me, and I used to sing songs. And, make up all kinds of comedy acts. We were hysterical. It was, it was a lot of fun in our house. I was born on May 18, 1927. This is William Begell. I was born to a mixed family if I can call it mixed, because my father was from Lemberg, which is the heart of Galicia, or Galiciana, and my mother was born in Vilna, which is Litvak. Generally, I personally do not think there's any difference between Galiciana and Litvaks, except the way they speak Yiddish, and uh, the way they prepare gefilte fish. Now, my grandfather on my mother's side was uh, born in a small shtetl near Vilna named Hodutishki, uh, became a very rich man under the Tsars, and he owned one of the largest hotels in Vilna on the Central Street, which changed its name under the Russians, and then under the Poles, and under the Lithuanians, and again under the Soviets many times, but it's the main street leading to the cathedral in the center of town of Vilna. My grandfather, my father's father, was a major, a professional major in the Austrian army. When my grandfather died, my father went to officer's school and as a young lieutenant was stationed in Vilna. Didn't take him long to uh, find one of the 
best-looking young women of Jewish descent in, uh, in Vilna, and before you know it, uh, in 1925, they were married. Uh, my mother's family was religious. My father's family was not kosher. However, since we all had uh, breakfast, dinner, and supper in my grandmother's apartment at the hotel, kosher was the tenor of, of life. When I was born, I spoke Russian to everyone because my mother spoke Russian to her entire family. Of course, I, at the age of four, my father rebelled and said, well, the kid lives in Poland, we have to start speaking Polish to him. So I was really bilingual as I grew up. As far as religious education is concerned, for uh, the bar mitzvah, a special rabbi was hired and I learned to say all my brachas and I recited the uh, Torah and I read from the Torah and I sang and I, since I had a good voice it was, was good but I didn't understand the word and the speech was so beautiful that I actually remember people crying. The irony of course is that I did not understand a single word I said because I didn't speak Yiddish. My name is Abram, called Avremu Zelesnikov, and I was born in Vilna the 25th of May, 1924. My mother comes from a little, from a town in the Ukraine, Tulchin, what is very well known in Jewish history from the time from the pogroms of Khmelnytsky. My grandfather was a violinist and was playing on, on Jewish and non-Jewish weddings. My mother was born in 1881 as a young girl wanted to to leave the little town and go to Odessa to start studying as a midwife. In Odessa, she joined the Russian Social Democratic Party. In 1905, she had to run away from Odessa, where she took part as a nurse in the revolt on the battleship Potemkin, she joined in Tulchin, the Jewish labor movement, Bund. My father was born in White Russia, in Pinsk. My father's older brother, Shloime Salomon, was the leader of the Jewish <coughs> fighting groups against the Tsarist, what made pogroms of the Jews. My father had to run away from Pinsk, and he came to the center of the Bund, where my mother came over, and she asked for somebody that could come and help to organize the workers in Tulchin. My father went over there, and there were the meat. It happened that uh, my mother went pregnant, and uh, my father decided that they have to marry. He went to Pinsk to get his papers. 
the Tsarist police arrested him. They also arrested my mother. And my father got six years of hard labor in Siberia. My father was liberated after the revolution and they lived for a short while with my mother and sister in Yurkutsk in Siberia. Then they went to Kiev, where my father was very, and mother were very active in the Bund and the Menshevik party. When the um, communists forced the um, Bund to um, united with the communist party, there, uh, the people who didn't want to join had to run away. My father ran away to Poland in uh, 1922. After a while, my mother came and they settled in Vilna, where in 1924 I was born. When I grew up, we have had all our life in Yiddish, in an Yiddish culture. Verbin, mi bet švedski, no ladeti bi Vilna, velev čamo časri, be srimvrhe mišilo oktober. My name is Mira Verbin of the Shvetsky family. I was born in Vilna on October 25th, 1919. At home, we were only two girls and my parents. My sister was six years younger than I was. We were wealthy. We lived in a big house in the city center close to the train station. At that time, having an apartment of six bedrooms with a telephone, a record player, a radio, and central heating was very unusual for a private home. We had a cook and a maid and a carriage with horses. <laughs> My mother had studied to be a midwife. My father studied at a yeshiva. He used to tell us he was ordained as a rabbi, but I never felt it because our house was very liberal and open. My mother never worked in her profession, and my father never worked as a rabbi. He was a wheat merchant for the Polish army. He was one of the major merchants in the city. My mother never worked in her profession because first, there was no need, and second, her health was not good. Still, we had a very happy home. At the age of 11, I joined the Shomer Hatzair, Zionist youth movement. I had great company, friends, I was happy there, my sister joined the communist youth. My parents were a bit worried about it, but we had a liberal home and they tried not to oppose our desires. My parents were both active Zionists. We had a blue box for the Jewish National Fund. There were fundraisers. The dream of settling in Israel was very strong, but my parents were like most of the Jews. They really wanted to go to Palestine, but how can you go when it's so good here? We had a house and money and family and a job, and there it was only a desert. They talked about going, and every year they postponed it.
The richness of Jewish life in Vilna had always been circumscribed by anti-Jewish sentiment and policies, sometimes boiling over into violence. In the 1930s, with the rise of Adolf Hitler in Germany, anti-Semitism reached a fever pitch, pouring across borders. In Vilna, the relationship between Jews and non-Jewish Poles sank to new lows. Mira Berger, Chaim Basok, and Sheila Zvane remember. The Polish people made life for the Jewish minority unbearable, or barely bearable. At the universities, they decided Jewish students had to sit on the left in the lecture halls. The Jews didn't want to be ghettoized, so some of them decided to stand up in the aisles instead. But they had to take notes, so they created a shelf that hung from a belt on their back, and that's how they wrote. It was tense. I had a gentle friend, she lived near me, and she used to come to my house on Pesach, and she wasn't afraid to tell me, Sheila, by you, they take the blood for matzah, they kill a gentle, they take the blood and, 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 and they use it for the matzah. So I say, Zosia, if you are my good friend, you come to my house, you eat by me the matzah. How could you say like this? She said, in the churches, the priest told us. Some of us young people in Vilna insisted on not giving in on showing we could go where we wanted, when we wanted. Except for certain times every year, like the Shabbat before Passover, because of their tradition that Jesus was crucified, that was very dangerous. And it was very dangerous to be out during their Christmas holidays. These were days that were designated for attacks on Jews. Then, Jews were usually closed in their houses. I grew up feeling strongly that I have to leave that it's no place for us to stay. Every time there was a um, anti-Semitic demonstration in Vilna, I would try to amplify it. I would come into school and proudly announce I am late to school because there were anti-Semitic demonstrations in the city and my family felt that it would be very difficult for me to get to school on time and expose me to stone throwing and beatings and what have you. It was sort of a, a, a proud expression of Jewishness. <laughs> On Friday nights, when we would return home, our friends did not let us walk alone, and they would always escort us, since we were afraid of the Gentiles. If it was very late, I would call home, and they would come to pick me up. There were areas that you did not go walking. My exposure to Polish culture and Poles probably exposed me to more anti-Semitism directly than the kids who went to Haider because they, they did not speak Polish, they did not meet uh, any Polish people maybe, except uh, possibly the, uh, the guy who cleaned up the streets. So on a daily basis, 
the feeling of anti-Semitism was probably much stronger than to the Jewish people who lived in the ghetto area, the pre-war ghetto area. Where we live, there was a courtyard of about five houses where some Jews lived, but mainly there were non-Jewish people, Polacks, and like about 10 minutes away from our house was Gymnasium Epsteina, which is one of the schools on a very high level, very high, uh, with a Polish, uh, in the Polish language. A lot of Jewish children were attending this school. And when they were coming from school, the Polish thugs on our block were throwing rocks at them. The real anti-Semitic wave started in 1938. My father was fired from his job, and we immediately felt it in our home. My father arranged for a Polish man to take his position, and my father paid him a salary to take his place as a front to his business. In 1938, I went to a Zionist preparation camp in Częstochowa. The anti-Semitism was growing around us, and I thought leaving home would get me closer to making Aliyah to Palestine. My parents were not excited, but they accepted it. It was beautiful, a big agricultural farm. We had a farming instructor and an educator from Israel. We had a great time. We were young people with romantic attachments in a beautiful place. We would work during the day, and in the evenings there were lectures, discussions, and dances. We talked about Israel constantly and were waiting for certificates that would allow us to move there. I had uh, a teacher by the name of Pani Krzyżanowska. Uh, she was one of the best uh, voice teachers in Vilna. And she was training me as a coloratura soprano. Uh, I was very young, I was 14 years old. And uh, uh, she predicted a great career for me, but I was so young. I. Um, was attending the Conservatory of Music in Vilna, and she asked me to sing at one point Ave Maria, and the Polish students were very mad, very outraged that the Jews had to sing Ave Maria, and there was a lot of controversy going on and a lot of fighting, and she decided to let me come to her house to have the lessons in order to avoid this unpleasant situation. She lived on Rosa in Vilna, which was on the outskirts of town, the opposite town of where we lived. And the Yustabori was quite far. Uh, she lived in the courtyard of a huge church. Her son was the priest in this church. And uh, a very nice, very friendly uh, man, always encouraging me and telling me how his mother had so much hope for a great career for me. Uh, I used to go twice a week to Pani Krzyżanowska, and at the end she 
was planning a uh, concert as, as her favorite student, her most uh, prominent student. She asked me, and I was only 14 years old, to sing on the radio. And then the date was set on when it had to take place. And that was the day that the Russian army marched in to Vilna. And I remember the tank with a red little flag coming into our street. And that was the end of our free life. World War II began on September 1, 1939, when Nazi Germany invaded Poland. The Nazis had made a secret pact with the Soviet Union, which divided Poland between them. The Nazis took the West, the Soviets took the East, and Vilna fell under Soviet occupation. In this episode, you heard from Henny Dermashkin Gurko. William Begel, Abram Zheleznikov, and Mira Verbin, whose Hebrew testimony is voiced by Rachel Bachin. You also heard from Sylvia Malkmacher, Mayor Vilnai Shapiro, Sheila Zvanya, Mira Berger, and Chaim Basok, whose Hebrew testimony is voiced by Claiborne Elder. Next up, Chapter 2, In the Shadow of War. This special series about Jewish life in Vilna is written and produced by Nahani Rouse and Eric Marcus. Stephen Naren is the executive producer. Our composer is Liova Zerbin. Our theme music is an arrangement of Vilna Vilna, the 1935 song by A.L. Wolfson and Alexander Olshinetsky. The cellist is Clara Lee Rouse. Our audio mixer is Anne Pope. This podcast is a collaboration between the Fortunoff Video Archive for Holocaust Testimonies at Yale University and YIVO, the Institute for Jewish Research. I'm Eleanor Risa. You've been listening to Remembering Vilna, the Jerusalem of Lithuania. <laughs>